0: Alrighty, beautiful people welcome to a word and i am your host asia and so today's topic will be about throwing caution to the wind yes have you ever have you ever been afraid to do something but you decided screw it i'm just gonna do it and whatever happens happens okay so maybe you decided to do that and Decided to buy a new pair of shoes that you probably was like, oh, uh, my bank account not really agreeing with me on that, but I'm going to do it. Or maybe you've done it with um, not filling up your gas tank the night before you had to go to work. And then you're like, OK, screw it. If I get to work in the morning, I get to work in the morning. Hopefully I don't need gas, you know. <laughs> But have you ever threw caution to the wind on something more serious like moving outside of the country or having a complete career change or loving someone you knew you had no business loving? Okay, so I'm going to talk about my experience with throwing caution to the wind with moving to South Korea to teach English. And prior to doing this, I was a flight attendant. And people say like, oh, my goodness, you know, you are a flight attendant. And I'm just like, "Okay, calm down. Like being a flight attendant was not Peaches and cream, like, yes, the job had its pros, but like everything, it had its cons as well. So I'm going to just tell you the story of how Asia and Zynga came to South Korea. So I was working as a flight attendant um, in September of 2019, and I had just got back from... A trip that I had took with my mother, uh, we had went to Greece and Turkey and it was an interesting trip. (laughs) I'll go, you know, into detail about that trip, you know, in another podcast, but I, um, was laying in my bed and I was in Chicago in my apartment and this, this guy, everything happens with a guy, right? So this guy who was just a fuck boy, a bum, just any bad thing you can think of when it comes to a man, like that, that was him. <laughs> so he was texting my phone for nothing, of course. Um, so, and he was calling me as well. So I had texted him. I'm like, hey. I live in South Korea right now. Please do not contact me. Like I can, like you're not even worth me answering the phone at this point um, because I'm not paying to to speak with you. I was totally lying. I was laying in my bed. Um, not even in Korea. I was in Chicago, and I don't even know why I said Korea. Um. But that was just randomly, that was just a country that randomly came to my mind. No lie, no joke. Literally, maybe two or three hours later, I'm having lunch with my family. And I check my email because I do that religiously. And I get an email from a recruiter in South Korea recruiting teachers. And they said they saw my resume on Indeed and would like to set up an interview and i was like wait a minute hold up wait a minute this cannot be real like i don't believe this like i know your phones listen to everything you say and like you know create ads and everything based off of the things you search and the things you talk about but i'm like this is just too crazy <laughs> i'm like this is either insane or like maybe it's fate i don't know but be careful about the lie you tell and make sure it's a lie that you're okay with because you never know what might happen. So I was corresponding with the recruiter, you know, about setting up an interview. And we set up an interview just for shits and giggles, really, on my end, because I was like, I'm not going to quit my job as a flight attendant. To go to another country. I don't know anybody. I don't know the language and I have taught before, but this was just totally different. I would be totally out of my ele- element because of just being in a whole nother country for starters. So I was still keeping in communication with the recruiter. We did a quote-unquote interview. It really wasn't even an interview. It was just like, yeah, so um, you meet the requirements. Um, when can you send in everything so we can start um, the, the process of getting your visa so you can come over here and teach English? And I'm like, hold on, wait a second. Like, because <laughs> they wanted me to come within two months. I'm like, no, I... I have a job, I have an apartment, I have a car, like I have all of these things that I have to figure out what to do in two months is not going to be enough time, you know, and I was just telling them that, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, I'm not coming to South Korea, like this is just too much, and I was very comfortable in my life, although I was not happy in my job because I wanted to do more, like my end goal is to be a lawyer, so when um I got the opportunity to, like, come to Korea, I'm like, hmm, this could be a good transition for me, you know. And then I can pretty much stop making excuses on getting myself prepared to take the LSAT and take it seriously, you know. So um with all that being said, I told my brother when I was going to move out of my apartment because my brother was my landlord at the time and I wanted to keep my job and I tried to keep my job by putting in a leave of absence. My leave of absence got denied so I said okay I guess I'm going to quit and then um, you know I figured okay I can leave my car at my mother's house and I was going to look for storage to put my furniture in but You know, my mother, she has, you know, a a garage and whatnot, so I could put everything there. And she agreed to, like, let me put my things there. So I'm like, okay, everything is, like, really falling into place for this to happen for me. So I started sending in all of my documents so I can get my visa. And that process was insane, Um, I actually sent in the wrong paperwork and then they had to send me my college degree back because I thought that what I sent to them, I thought the college degree that I sent to them, I would be getting back. But they're like, no, this is going to like the the ministry of education and career like you won't get this back. I'm like, oh, okay. well, send me my degree back (laughs) and I will get you a different one because I want this you know so I had to go through all that and all of this took about like maybe two months to do like with the paperwork and in um in December of 2019 I moved out and I moved in my mother's house temporarily um to save like a little bit of extra money before I left like I was scheduled to leave February 5th, 2020, and I left when news of the coronavirus started coming to America, but there was no lockdown yet, and the only reason why I was, like, aware of the coronavirus was because of my job as a flight attendant. They would send us emails and everything about, like, you know, washing your hands and it was this new virus out and, you know, just to be careful. And I I remember having a conversation with my cousin and she is a flight attendant for Delta. And I was like, what do you think about this, this coronavirus that they're talking about in the news? And my cousin is like, girl, this is nothing like, you know, I've worked through SARS. I've worked through swine flu, like this is nothing. I just feel like it's just a hoax and it's just to like cause you know some type of hysteria, but I think it'll be fine. And I just you know let her speak her piece, but in my mind, I'm like, I don't feel like this is just some regular um virus. I think this one is different, and I was fucking right because this one is for the books. <laughs> Like this virus changed the world and is still changing the world to this day, a year later. So, I moved to another country, not knowing the language, not knowing anyone in the middle well, not the middle, but at the start of a pandemic because I'm going to Korea, so Korea is closer to China. <laughs> And I actually had to go to Shanghai in order to get to Korea. So I had a, a, like a 17 hour layover in Shanghai and I was nervous, but I was like, you know what? What's the worst that can happen? OK, you know, I, I could possibly die. But I mean, I got to die one day. So what am I going to do? And I weighed out everything. I'm like, OK, Asia, you've always wanted to live in another country. So do it. When will you ever get this opportunity again? Because you will be killing yourself with a million questions as to why you didn't do this if you chose not to do it. So the the fear of not knowing led me to make this huge life change and throw caution to the wind and move to another country at the start of a global pandemic. Listen, let me tell you, anything is possible and do not let people um, put their fear into your heart because people were telling me like, oh my goodness, Asia, I can't believe you're going to do this. Um... I don't think this is a good idea. I mean, I hope everything works out fine. I even kept my job as a flight attendant my first few weeks out here because I just wanted to make sure that if I did not like being in South Korea, I could just go back home and have a job to go to. And I had put a two weeks notice in, but my two weeks notice wouldn't like go into effect until me being in Korea for I want to say about a month. So a few days before my um the two weeks notice was like in effect, my mother called me and she said, Asia, you shouldn't quit your job. You should stay at your job. This coronavirus, I'm scared you're close, you're so close to China. I'm watching this on the news every day. It's on the news every day and I'm like mama Calm down, I'm not going back to Chicago. Not right now, I need to do this for me. And I stayed, I stayed and believe me, I do not regret it. I encourage people to, if you can't live outside of the country, at least go outside of the country for a few weeks, if that's possible. Um, Because you will come back as a different person. Like, I am not the same from when I left Chicago, February 5th, 2020, up until now. I am a totally different person. And I love who I am and I love who I am becoming. So if you ever have any doubts, just throw caution to the wind and see what you'll get. You might just like it.